127-115, Lakers over the Utah Jazz in overtime, 35-22 and now on the season. Utah falls to 42-15. and I don't know the last time actually Utah has been in a tight race for best record in the NBA, and uh, them and Phoenix I think are separated by a game now, but same in the loss column. Uh, both teams with 15 losses. Lakers find a way in overtime to completely take over the game. If you want to be a part of the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show, 877-710-ESPN. we got a lot to get into. We're going to get a chance to hear from the players. Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, uh, give us your thoughts on this game. You could also hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. Um, okay, real quick, uh, I want to just point out here, the, the Lakers starters, the, the numbers from the starters. So KCP, Dennis Schroeder, 25 each. Drummond with 27. Kuzma with 13, Markeith Morris with 10. I mean, these starters, and you look at the plus minus, each and every one of them, plus 15 and above, um, Dennis Schroeder was plus 10. But just every time these starters were in, and this is kind of one of those cases that I'm, I'm going to try to make here as we talk about depth for the Lakers down the road, um, Markeith Morris, Kyle Kuzma are going to come out of the starting lineup once LeBron James and Anthony Davis come back. So, uh, to see the starting unit have this type of success, there's nothing better for me than seeing in these last few games that KCP is starting to get get uh, get things going. Andre Drummond, obviously, incredibly key, incredibly key to figuring things out here, big picture with the Lakers and understanding. Okay, these are my strengths. This is how I can help this team. Let me understand my defensive rotations. All the different stuff that you want to get into for for Andre Drummond specifically. Dennis Schroeder has quietly been in the absence of LeBron, absence of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, I would say arguably the most important player on this team. And every single night, if it's not diving for a loose ball or just an effort that he gives on a on a on each possession, um, he's still delivering. 25-8-6 is what he gave the Lakers tonight. 25-8-6. That's a fantastic stat line. And I mentioned Montrez Hale. Give him some love, too. He got the 12 points and 7 rebounds. The the one disappointing thing I would say about this Lakers-Jazz game, and even this game coming up on Monday, we'll really never get a chance to see Lakers-Jazz. Um, two powerhouses going at it, healthy. So the only time that could obviously happen is in the playoffs, in the postseason. And there's so many different scenarios that could play out between now and the next 30 days. Remember, the last Lakers game, regular season game, is May 16th. So if Lakers end up being a fifth seed and in the second round they go up against number one, well, what if number one is Phoenix? There's literally so many different scenarios that could play out. So it's tough to just kind of envision what eventually happens, but... Man, it is disappointing not to get a chance to see these two teams when they're both healthy. We might get that opportunity come uh, come playoffs. All right, let's uh, take a quick listen here to Lakers uh, head coach Frank Vogel on the 127-115 win in overtime over the um, over the Utah Jazz. Hey, Frank, just zooming out in the whole game, how did you feel like you handled that unique nature of Utah's five-out lineup? Yeah, I thought our guys uh, really competed through it. You know, we know it's going to be a, a unique challenge a little bit. Um, you know, expect the unexpected. Didn't know who they were going to start. Uh, we knew they'd have shooting bigs, which is not not typical of uh, Utah's system. And, um, you know, they're very good at shooting at shooting three ball. Um, and we knew they'd shoot more of them, you know, without a rolling big. So, uh, you know, Ilyasova got, got off in that first quarter. We made some adjustments to do a better job uh, on him. He made one the rest of the way and it was very well guarded. And, um, 
you know, it was just a, it was a game where we, we, we made more in-game adjustments in this game than any game this year, you know, just to, to counter, uh, you know, their, their different attacks. So I was proud of our guys for, uh, you know, following the changing schemes throughout the game and um, you know, competing to take the game over and then not panicking when Utah came and made that run in the fourth quarter when we went really cold for a stretch. Um, we were able to, to, to not panic and, uh, you know, force the overtime and secure the win. Frank, it seemed like a lot of what you were getting late came from Dennis and Andre and some screen roll action. I just wondered what you saw with Utah's defense there and how key that was, uh, especially with Dennis leading the way. Yeah, I mean, you just got to stick with what's, what's working for us. And, you know, those two guys, uh, you know, the game all, all really all night was working for us. So, um, you know, when we had, uh, you know, our struggles during that one little drought there, I uh, wanted to make sure that we, we stayed with that even when they went into the zone. And um, you know, those guys were making up plays to get the W. And then, Frank, just wondered what the, the plan was for determining AD and if he's going to have any chance of playing on Monday in the rematch against Utah. Yeah, unlikely he plays in that game, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll see where he's at, uh, you know, as we continue his work. Dave? Frank, is it – can it be good in a way to – lose a lead and then, then build it back up in terms of going through that type of experience for a group and something you could you know, lean on in the future. Yeah. I prefer not to lose the lead and just to secure the game, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's positives in it in every situation like that, you know, to, uh, you know, to have a team storm back uh, into a game and take the lead, you know, the way they did and uh, to not panic is definitely something we can draw on going forward because, you know, there's going to there's going to be another team at some point in the future that makes a run like that, and we have this experience uh, to know that we'll we'll prevail. Kyle, you stuck? Hey, sorry. Um, specifically with Andre, what did you make of of his ability to to be in the defense when Utah, you know, was able to play five out? Did you what did you learn about his ability to rotate and match up in that? Yeah, what's a challenge? It's a challenge for any big, you know, to play against five three-point shooters when they're used to man in the paint. And um, you know, the, the challenge for us is that he's so new to our system, you know, that uh, you know, even even though we can show him all the tape and take him through all the reps in, in practice and whatnot, you know, it's uh, it takes some time to get familiar with the scheme uh, in the real real time uh, against an opponent that you know you, you're not sure what they're going to run, and um, you know, to have that cohesiveness with his teammates. You know, it takes time, but um, I thought he just competed through it. You know, we changed the matchup a little bit. Um, you know, he got his hands on a lot of balls uh, defensively, you know, which, uh, you know, really created, uh, you know, uh, the third quarter run um, that was really good. And, you know, it's just going to be one of those situations that the more opportunities, more reps he gets uh, playing against that, okay, the, the, the stronger he'll be and the stronger we'll be. And. Frank, you guys have asked Dennis to do a lot of different things over the course of this season, sort of as a point guard. Um, in this stretch without LeBron and AD, um, how much more comfortable do you think he's gotten um, as you've asked him to be more aggressive as a scorer? And then you could kind of just talk about his last, I think, like 90 seconds, right, where he scores, bodies up Clarkson, forces an air ball, comes back down, scores again. Um, a pretty impressive stretch. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was a, a great stretch and a big reason for the victory. And you know, I think he's very comfortable uh, in our system with with uh, you know this year's teammates. 
uh, with his teammates. You know, I think he's very, very comfortable. And that's one of the silver linings with Brown and AD being out. Jordan Richard. Hey, coach. Um, I just wanted to talk to you and give you credit for the adjustments that you guys made around the two minute mark and the four uh, in the fourth quarter. You took Drummond out. I know he wasn't he wasn't happy about it, but you guys make a run. Then at the start of the, the uh, overtime, you elect to put him back in, kind of show your trust in him. Can you just talk about that with the adjustments that you guys made with that situation? Yeah, well, he wants to be in there, you know, obviously like any great competitor and um you know, we had uh, we gave up two two clean looks. One went in, one one did not, and um, it just felt instinctually at that point uh, that we needed to downsize uh, to try to minimize the damage we were incurring at the three point line. Um, but you know, we we did feel like Drum throughout the game was gonna. You know, he played against five three point shooters the whole night, so um, you know we felt like he he could still be a factor. But in that moment, you know, it it, it felt like uh, to get the game under control that was the move to make and. You know, we were able to get it back under control, and you know he rewarded my trust by putting him back in there in, in, in the overtime by really dominating the overtime. You know, um, with with block shots and, and and boards, and finishing it at the rim, even making his free throws when they try to foul him. So, uh, just a great night for Drum, and you know the first first real uh, you know uh, a positive night I think in a, in a Lakers uniform for him. So I'm I'm super happy for him. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. Definitely, I do love the uh, kind of the focus on Andre Drummond simply because you want this guy to build some confidence as we get closer to the postseason, and we know things are going to get a lot easier for him once uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis come back. All right, we come back. We'll get a chance to uh, listen to the defensive play of the game. Lakers actually had some defensive stops here, even though they give up 115 points. Obviously, the offense had it going for the Lake Show and the next game for the Lakers, game number two against the Utah Jazz. All that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ingles dribbles left. Ingles still dribbling. Bounce pass stolen again by Drummond. Drummond again on a breakaway. 360! Spins and lays it in. Who is this guy? Timeout, Utah. Andre Drummond doing his best Magic Johnson impersonation. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. 127 to 115, the final score. Looking at some of the defensive stats here real quick. So Lakers... Steals eight, blocks eight. Uh, the Jazz ten and three. Actually, eight and eight's pretty solid for. Uh, you know, I know this game went into overtime. Some of these stats are a little bit different because you get five extra minutes. The reality is, offense was the name of the game um, in this afternoon's game, and that's okay. I mean, this is this is one of those games where because so many of the main players are gone. You're just assuming, okay, is there going to be much of a flow to this game? Is it going to be exciting? I mean, how are the Jazz going to play without Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert? Um, but the game actually had a great flow to it. I thought 
It was clean for the most part. Lakers did have that stint there um, in the fourth quarter where they just couldn't hit a shot, and, and Utah goes on that 15 to nothing run. Uh, but there were some there were some key possessions, and I think I've kind of this has been my theme as far as this Lakers season so far. All these uh, all these individual players that have tried to figure things out, and their role has um, you know certainly gone up a notch because LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't there. It's going to serve the Lakers well. I mean, at at some point we're going to get to the playoffs, and players are not going to. Um, they won't be as concerned that LeBron and AD are getting a breather on the bench. They can kind of carry their own for a little while. Why? Because they've been doing it for over 30 days with LeBron out, uh, or right around 30 days, I'm sorry. March 20th is when uh, LeBron went out, so we're, we're coming close to that. They've been doing it for over two months without Anthony Davis. So there's a, a stretch for some of these players and I think a certain flow to the game right now that it's not perfect. There are times this one would have hurt. If Lakers lost this game, especially after having that lead going into the fourth quarter by 12, we'd have been sitting here. The postgame show would have been a lot different, um, but they do find a way to win, and that's obviously all that matters at the end of the day. I will say this also, too, on Jordan Clarkson. Man, what a nice player he is. He's probably going to end up winning the Sixth Man of the Year award. Obviously, um, most Laker fans are very familiar with his game, uh, spending a few years here with the Lakers, but just kind of seeing his development, it's kind of interesting here. You got got a chance to see what Julius Randle's doing with the Knicks, what Jordan Clarkson's doing in Utah, what, of course, B.I. is doing. Um, it's a it's a nice combination of players that uh, used to be with the Lakers are still having success, and we want them to have success, just not against the Lakers. All right, Markeith Morris, who I'll continue to say – is arguably the most underrated player on this Lakers team. Another 10 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, here's Markeith on the Lakers win. Hey, Keith, I was just wondering, in that in that stretch in the fourth quarter when things just went cold and you know turnovers, Utah scoring, what did you guys do to refocus and to get out of that slump? Uh, to stay poised. They had a couple of tough shots, man. I thought we had a, I thought we did a, I thought we did a great job of contesting the three-point line. But, you know, they shot 50, 56 threes or something, 59 threes or something like that. Uh, I just, you know, eventually they was going to start making some. It was a couple that we left open. Uh, you know, they're great shooters. So, you know, we kept our poise. Uh, we able to get the whatever that. Hey, you generally don't miss many games. You know, the ankle was uh, swelled up on you the last couple. How did that feel and how did that uh, impact it? your getting back into rhythm tonight, if at all? Um, felt cool. It was a little sore. Yeah, it felt even better uh, to come back well rested. But uh, you know, might have that was like four games, five days, or something like that. It felt even better getting back out there uh, after a couple games off. And then also just wondered what you thought of Drummond and how you, how you feel like he's been integrating into the squad uh, and specifically with tonight's game, Pete. Uh, he was a monster in the paint, man. It was they they played small, so you know we need him to dominate the paint. We're gonna need that. Um, you know, in the playoffs, just want to keep, uh, you know, encouraging him to, you know, dominate the pain, get every rebound, contest every shot, and, uh, you know, just do small things to win. Dan? Hey, Markeith. Um, I think the, the play-in is a month um, from tomorrow. Uh, you guys are getting healthier. AD will be back soon. LeBron after that. Are, are you getting a sense that, that it's time to kind of ramp up. Are you feeling that within your group? And is there, do you guys kind of see the light at the end of this grind? Uh, I don't think we ever lost focus of the light. We, we're not worried about a player at all. Uh, I, 
don't even know when the date is for that. I know it's next month, but that, that won't involve us. Uh, yeah, healthy at the right time. It's perfect for us, man. You know, uh, you know, with this, uh, this this crazy season with all these games and back-to-back nights and days off in between, you know, without our best two players, we, we, we held it down for the most part. Now we're getting the bat fully healthy and ready, you know, make this work. Keith, I think I meant what, what I meant by saying there's a month. I mean, like the playoffs in general are almost here, is I guess what I was saying. Um, they, they, they say the playoffs, they don't say no play in. <laughs> um, is is that though? Like, is there is there an energy that comes from that that it's like feeling closer? I would say the energy is more so feeling closer to getting our big dogs back, and then then actually uh, getting to the playoffs. Oh. Hey, Keith. Uh, first of all, that's a hell of a hat right there. Um, the se- second off, um, you know, Dennis with, you know, three buckets in the last two minutes of regulation. Do you get the sense that um, his poise has, has grown for moments like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I played with Dennis in OKC. He's always, you know, he's always in the moment. Um, tonight we need him to score more. Uh, he made some great plays down uh at the, at the end of the game, uh, you know, he's always live, man. Uh, great defensive player. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, we get to the point now where I think, you know, everybody knows each other's game. Uh, and, and that's what's helping us out. Uh, we need that, you know, camaraderie, uh, everything we need going into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we, we had the game that we needed him to have that went tonight. We'll take two more. Gahari Jones. Hey, what's going on, my chief? Can you just elaborate on you guys' um, ability to come together and uh, just really just hold it down while uh, while your two superstars are out, and um, and just your ability to stay patient and and um, just be able to play big minutes now that you have in this role, right? Uh, you know, first and foremost, we you know we're a championship team. Uh, we got championship DNA. We won a championship last year, and we had a lot of guys that was on the team last year that won a championship. So with that DNA, we just use it every game. Uh, some games are we're going to lose. You know, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that we got to continue to play hard um, and we know what's coming. Uh, you know, we're preparing ourselves for the playoffs. We know it's time and we know, you know, uh, from here on out, you know, everything counts. Last one, Corey Harrison. Corey Harrison from the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. How you doing, Markeith? What's up, bro? Congrats on the win, man. Uh, so what are the main components in this game that you would like to see carry over for next game against them again on Monday? Um, I would say rebounding. I think we dominate on the glass. Uh, you know, Rudy probably will be back Monday. We just still got to, you know, continue to dominate the glass, continue to play hard, uh, we can clean up some things uh, with the switching and the communication on the defensive end. Um, and closing the game out better, man. We, we we were supposed to close that out. We was up five late in the game, and you know, kind of let them get back in it. And then uh, they hit a three up two, but we was up one before Dennis got the layup. And those type of things, you know, are not going to fly in the playoffs. We got to be locked in, attention to detail, uh, and just, just doing stuff that's going to make our team better, man. Uh, that's just that's just that's just it. All right, that's uh, Markeith Morris. I love his honesty. <laughs> Let's just say he's not sugarcoating anything. Uh, Markeith Morris, 
Um, obviously happy about the win, but also says Lakers could be a lot better. Uh, not crazy about obviously blowing that fourth quarter lead. 127-115, the final score. Uh, we come back. I want to continue to talk about this uh, Lakers win over the Jazz and kind of look ahead a little bit to uh, to Monday's game. Um, I'll assume Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, some of these other players, these key players will be back. Don't expect Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and like Coach said, probably, you know, Anthony Davis. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Pizza Lakers Lakers game show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does and win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Points in the paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956 Vista Paint. Heard Markeith Morris actually uh, mention it, how he felt like the Lakers dominated in the paint. They did. Uh, points in the paint, it was 64 to 38 rebounding 52 to 37 uh enjoy those stats because if Rudy Gobert comes back on Monday that's obviously going to be a much different story him and Derek Favors but Rudy Gobert one of the best big men in the NBA to protect the pain and um you know obviously on the defensive side protect the glass grab rebound so we'll see how things uh, progress on that front so real quick here I, w- I want to go to Monday because Right now, I think if you would have said through the first nine games of the month of April, you said, what would be a good record for the Lakers here? Drummond missed a couple of games. LeBron and AD I'm not even going to talk about anymore because they've been out obviously for a while. Um, Nine games in, what would be a good record? So they beat the Kings, lost to the Clippers. Beat Toronto, lost to Miami. Beat Brooklyn, lost to New York. Beat Charlotte, lost to Boston. Beat Utah. They're five and four in these nine games. There's no two game winning streaks or two game losing streaks. It's literally win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and that's kind of uh, that's exactly how it's gone so far. Um, if let's say Anthony Davis misses this next game coming up on Monday, and if you know Utah is healthy for the most part, but they don't have Donovan Mitchell, that's going to obviously be a certainly going to be a tough game. Uh, Monday's matchup, that Monday evening game, if Mike Conley and, and Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors are back. If you're 5-5 five and five through 10 games in April, this was the month. This was the challenging, challenging month that we all kind of anticipated was going to be uh, incredibly difficult. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, so many different things kind of fall into this conversation about this specific month. Um, five and four right now. If they find a way to, you know, win another one on Monday, they could be six and four through those first ten games. But either way, what you have left in the month of April after this game on Monday, you got two against the Dallas Mavericks, and then uh, two more games on the. You go on a four-game road trip. Two are in Dallas, one against Orlando, one against Washington, and then Sacramento at home to close out the month. The last three games, Lakers are going to obviously be expected to win all three of them. Um, Orlando's no good. Washington is no good. Sacramento's no good, and that's going to be a home game. We'll see where the Lakers are health-wise. So you, you got a really strong opportunity here. I know the Dallas games are the key games. I know that's the one um, you know we've all kind of been talking about and hyping up and everything else. But you definitely, definitely have a great opportunity 
uh, to come out of this month in April um, over 500, and actually probably a couple games over 500. What that's going to mean in the NBA standings, we'll have to wait and see. Where's Dallas by the time the month ends? We'll have to wait and see. But I think overall you should feel good about um, Lakers obviously making this type of a run. All right, let's take a quick listen here. This is uh, Andre Drummond on the Lakers' 127 to 115 win over the Utah Jazz. Lakers win in overtime. They're 35 and 22. Hey, Andre, there was that cold stretch in the fourth quarter, and just wondered what you guys focused on to get out of it uh, with this kind of part of the screen roll action with you and Dennis, and, and how that ended up getting you to overtime. You know, guys, that's that's a great question. I think for me personally, you know, I spoke about this before, trying to find the chemistry with guys on the court and. You know, we found something that really worked for us down the stretch of the game, and we kept going to it, and they didn't stop it. So now we know that that's something we can use down the stretch of games and throughout the game. And, Andre, such a, a unique look with Utah, the way they played tonight, of course, almost five out for the entire game. Uh, what adjustment was that defensively, and, and how did you guys eventually get to that, uh, cutting it out in the overtime? We just played. You know, we paid attention to the defensive schemes. Uh, everybody was on one string. I mean, obviously, we made some mistakes throughout the game, which brought them back in that fourth quarter. But when it's time to lock in, we, we found a way to come out with a win. And then just wanted to ask you about the toe. Uh, obviously, you missed the last game. Frank said it was something you got re-aggravated and stepped on again. How did you get through tonight's game, and how do you think it'll go moving forward? Uh, I think I'll be fine. You know, it's something that obviously is going to take some time. Uh, anybody that knows what the injury is like knows it's not something that happens overnight. So sometimes it does flare up every now and again, but more times than not, I'm taking care of it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to make sure I can be out there on the court. And moving forward, I think I'll be fine. Kyle? Hey, Andre, I just want to... Kyle um, <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? Uh, uh, appreciate the spirit always. Um, I, I saw you wave to some fans after the post-game interview. Um, saw the streamers come down. I love LA. What's it like to experience a little bit what a home win is like with fans at Staples Center. You know, with the fans being in the arena, it was kind of a surreal moment for me because, you know, I've been in this arena on the opposing side and, you know, seeing them win and seeing the streamers come down and seeing the excitement and the energy in the arena and to be on this end and see what it's like, it definitely was a great feeling. It's something that I want more of. Dan? Hey, Andre. Um, what, have you, what have you made of Dennis's sort of competitive spirit um, in your limited time with him so far? What did you see from that, from him trying to dunk? Um, I think it was in the fourth quarter to kind of just his play down the stretch. Dennis is a competitor. I mean, I've played against Dennis his whole career. You know, I've got a chance to, you know, watch him and play against him. And he's always been that way his whole career. And to be his teammate now and see it firsthand, uh, he's an incredible player. Uh, he, he doesn't give up. He plays every possession like it's his last. And defensively, he's far more, you know, advanced than people give him credit for. He's incredible defensively. He's great on both ends of the court. Dave. Andre, two quick questions. One, uh, Frank said someone aggressively stepped on your foot in Brooklyn. What what happened exactly? Uh, you know, I can't remember. All I remember is I was, uh, I think I was going to the basket and I got double teamed and uh, crushed. <laughs> okay. And, and, and then uh, to follow up there, unrelated, you go seven for eight from the free throw line today. Has there been any adjustment that you've made since coming to the Lakers? Was it just a good day from the line? Uh, how do you uh, credit that? Just the focus. Just the focus. I know that that's something that I have, you know, against me throughout my career and I've gotten better at it throughout my career. Uh, being here and now having a clean slate, 
and you know with no you know extra ear, uh, people talking in my ears to just focus and being at the line and shooting the shot that I know I can make. We've got time for a couple more, Michael Duarte. Yeah, Andre, uh, as Dave was just saying, seven or eight from the line, 27 points, a couple steals, a block. Was this your best performance, you believe, in a Lakers uniform? And how is that chemistry you mentioned coming along so far? I think tonight was a good game for all of us. Uh, I think for me personally, I think it was a pretty solid game. Uh, I just played my game. I'm just out there to you know, help this team the best way I can. Uh, as a unit, we we clicked on all cylinders. You know, we we didn't allow adversity to you know get us out of our game because they did have a hell of a run down the stretch of the game to you know tie the game up and actually take the lead and you know put us in a position to almost lose the game with DS coming down with that with that great layup to put us in overtime. So you know the the chemistry's getting there. You know we're taking it day by day and we're having fun as we do it. All right, that's uh, Andre Drummond right there. Lakers over the Utah Jazz, one twenty-seven to one fifteen. The final score. Lakers go to overtime. They're thirty-five and twenty-two. Our final thoughts coming up next. Plus, we'll get a chance to talk about game number two against the Utah Jazz coming up this Monday. Stay right here, Pizza Hut Lakers post-game show on seven ten ESPN. Take down the Utah Jazz. Just a quick W on a Saturday afternoon. Start off the weekend right. Lakers got another one coming up against the Jazz on Monday. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off, by the way. 127-115, the final score. 35-22 and on the season are the Lakers. Um, got a chance. You know, I feel like a lot of this postgame show, we've heard um, a lot of compliments thrown towards Andre Drummond, as it should be. But don't forget about Dennis Schroeder. 25 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds. Don't forget about KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. We'll actually get a chance to hear KCP right now, get his thoughts on this Lakers W over the Utah Jazz. KCP, what's up? I'm here for you. I'm like Mike. Appreciate <laughs> um, that. How's your calf? Um, and, and what happened on that play? Um, it was, it was, it looked, it went so well until you hit the ground. Um, Just a little cramp. Uh, so calf is good. You know, just a little treatment, hydrate. You know, for the rest of the night, I should be good, uh, fine, be ready to go. Uh, but it was all due to uh, previously I had I got need in my quad, so that kind of like uh, knotted up a little bit, and then it just trickled down to the calf. Uh, but other than that, I'm fine. Just a little, little calf soreness uh, from the cramp. Kyle? Hey, a, a little bit off topic, but, um, you know, Markeep is back, leads you guys uh, on the glass tonight. What's What does his presence do for the team, and, and d- does he kind of fill sort of a, a versatile role depending on what you need that night? Uh, yeah, he definitely fill uh, that, that versatile role that we need. You know, he's a pick-and-pop big, can shoot the ball, you know, uh, make plays for us off the dribble. You know, like, he, and also, like you said, he, he's rebounding the ball. You know, he's in there uh, trying to get extra possession for us. Uh, and also again, defensive rebound, and when we need him, uh, you know, he, he's an all-around player for us right now, and he, he's, he's doing his job. Dave? Kenny, what was the feeling like in the fourth when you guys go up 13 and Utah goes on that 15-0 run, and then the fact that you walk away from this game with a win, what does that do for the group? Um, man, I feel like it just builds our confidence, you know, uh, we know uh, when we get down, you know, don't panic, you know, stay together, which coach always emphasize uh, in the locker room, stay together no matter what. Uh, they go on runs. I mean, it's a game of basketballs. Uh, so just stay with each other. Uh, stay patient, you know, uh, and 
basically what we do best. We had to lock down on defense, you know, to stop that run uh, and actually just get back in the game. Jim Alexander? Yeah, in a larger sense, you, you talk about patience. The, the fact that you guys have been able to break even while AD and Braun were out, what does what does that do as far as confidence, knowing that they're going to be back sometime, and by the time you guys get to the playoffs in a month, you're going to be fully loaded? Um, it, it just, you know, builds everybody confidence on the team, knowing that playing without them guys, you know, our leaders on the, on the court and off the court, uh, and just, I feel like it just it's, it helped us figure out who we are, you know, without our superstars. Um, you know, we, we uh, team for basketball, you know, and just, just playing for each other. I feel like uh, that, that's helping us build that, that, that chemistry, you know, without our two superstars. You know, and when they come back, you know, it, it should be the same, you know, uh, as far as like uh, how, how we're playing uh, and just our role. And then the fact that you've been able to integrate a couple of new players in, uh, Andre and then uh, Ben McLemore and how you've had you've had time to kind of do that now how much does that help to to be able to to work guys in uh, it helps a lot because we're going we're going to need them guys to just know uh, our, the, the game plan you know uh, and how we you know we we, we roll on, on both sides of the, of the court uh, you know I feel like Dre is he, he had a, a great game tonight where he, he, he was figuring out, you know, where to be, how to be, you know, the game plan that coach put in there for us. Uh, and as far as Ben, you know, he's he's here to shoot the ball. You know, he's a shooter, you know, spread that floor. Um, and it's easy to work in, like, you know, shooters uh, when you just, you know, moving and shooting the ball. So it, uh, we just all got to just get them um, uh, to know more, more of the plays and, just uh, a little bit more of the defensive scheme that we that we uh, emphasize every day. So uh, it's been it's it's been been good. You know, them guys has really picked up. You know, uh, how we wanted to play. All right, that's uh, KCP right there. Uh, by the way, I did mention this KCP Dennis Schroeder, boy, twenty five points. Every time I feel like KCP's got a night like tonight, you could just feel. All right, come playoff time, KCP's number is going to be called, and you know. You want players like this to be ready for that moment. KCP, we've seen it before. Guys like Dennis Schroeder, you know, Andre Drummond, they have not been in um, real, real deep playoff runs yet in their career, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think a lot of these games help prep for what that's going to look like down the road. 127-115, the final score. Lakers over the Jazz. I mentioned 35-22 and on the season now. That puts the Lakers in fifth place. Utah, surprisingly, uh, tied in the loss column with the Phoenix Suns. I don't ever remember looking at the standings over the last couple months and seeing that, but there's some reason to it. Donovan Mitchell, um, Rudy Gobert, uh, Mike Conley all don't play in uh, this afternoon's game. All right, next game for the Lakers, uh, it's the Utah Jazz again. We're going to do it again on Monday. Pregame show of myself and MT will start at uh, 5.30. Tip-off will... Um, Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. This will be the final home game for the Lakers before they go on a four-game road trip. Um, thank you to everybody that tuned in. Thank you to Laura Roma Lopez. Thank you to Rebecca Womble. Thank you to Jesse Lopez. Uh, LA, as always, greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.